0: Hello everybody,
1: welcome to the Dummy Room. This is Marie Nicotine from the windowsill. Enjoy the show, cheers! <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? I'm Nate. This is The Dummy Room, episode 131. Uh, this week, I am joined by John from Mom's Basement. How's it going, dude? Uh, it's going good, man. How, how have you been? I've been pretty good, dude. Super busy, um, as usual, you know. But uh, yeah, COVID is crazy in my, in my workplace, and so kind of stressful, but uh, I'm glad to be here hanging out with you, talking about uh, one of my favorite things to talk about, John, uh, record labels. Yeah, they're they're pretty necessary. Yeah, so we've tried to uh we've tried to do this episode before. Me and you recorded, uh, I don't know, a month or so ago and uh, there were some audio issues, so I canned it. But uh we're trying it again, man. So um, yeah, round two. Yeah, you know what, I, I didn't mind because I like talking to you and I like talking about this. Um I, I actually really like nerding out talking about record labels for some reason. They feel like they're there's such they have such an important role in punk rock, you know? And it feels like, I was thinking about this, they always kind of have, you know, a lot of scenes um, revolved around a certain label, like Discord or something, or SST, you know? And they they've from the beginning of punk rock, it seems like labels played a really major role. Independent labels.
2: Oh, um, most definitely. I mean, you know, you have, like, record labels that you're into, and, you know, m- most of the time you can expect, you know... Uh, similar things from that label and you know what you can look forward to. And yeah, definitely. I mean, to me personally, I mean, like if a record label that I like is putting something out, like I'm I'm definitely going to check it out just off, off the strength of the label. Yeah. Be a band that I've never even heard of, you know, and they like say, you know, Monster Zero is going to release something, you know, I'm definitely going to check it out. So like, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. And that's what I've always loved about, certain labels was you could you could depend on that you could depend on just that stability you know and like lookout for example like for a while there everything they put out was gold and it wasn't until the end you know when it was really kind of like you were almost scared to buy lookout records yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know because you never knew what you were gonna get
2: yeah it was a little iffy there huh
1: yeah yeah but... big time for me <laughs> yeah yeah, but before we uh, before we get into our list, by the way, we're gonna do a top eleven, just kind of our favorite labels. But um, um, just kind of talk about how, why you started, kind of how you got going with Mom's Basement, kind of how you got the name and shit like that.
2: Uh, well, uh, Mom's Basement started out as kind of a joke. Um, like I just thought <laughs> like, like the the lamest name possible. Uh, I was getting married and releasing a uh, you know a four way wedding split for, uh, you know, our wedding with, uh, four of my favorite bands at the time, you know, which were horror section, eating back to life, uh, the owner selves and the putts and, and, uh, I had to come up with a name for it. And, you know, I just, you know, thought about all this, the shitty things I did down at mom's basement when I was a kid and, you know, <laughs> that's kind of, you know, we went from there and, you know, like the, the split was well received and the putts were out on tour, and they ended up staying with me at my mom's house, you know, because I didn't have room in my apartment, uh, you know, for a band. And uh, we just started talking, and that's where Hole and One came into play. And from there, you know, it's kind of I had like that aha moment. The rest is history. I'm still, you know, uh in financial dire straits all these years later.
1: I remember the first time I wanted to put out a record. It was like I saw a band called uh, I, I saw a band called the Screwballs. That band featured a. Justin Perkins, who has went on to play with uh, yesterday's kids screeching weasel Riverdales, but um yeah, I saw them play once and it was like you know, I'd always kind of wanted to do a label, but that was pretty much the moment when I decided I was gonna do a label and uh probably you know not financially the best decision, but um definitely got the uh, the bug going for me but um so when you first approached i mean how how did that work with the pots were they like I mean, they were you know a new band at that time, still, right?
2: I mean, yeah, they uh, they weren't you know super popular yet. I think uh, "Knock It Off" had just came out. Um, man, truthfully, every relationship that I've forged with this uh, record label, I mean, it's pretty much been because of social media. As lame as it is, like, yeah, without Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, you know, like it's yeah, just it's it's, it's as easy as just private messaging someone, you know. <laughs>
1: Well, I, I think that's the way that's, it is for a lot of places, man.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much it, man. I just asked them if they'd be interested, and, you know, thankfully they said yes. I was like, what well, if we're, you know, up-and-coming favorite bands at the time?
1: So, did you know, like, I mean, you had some help along the way, right? From Travis from Eccentric Pop, kind of guided you a little bit, held your hand for a while, but did you, did he warn you? Did he, you know what I mean? Did you know all the, kind of the shit you were going to have to do? You didn't think it was just going to be easy street, like you were just going to do a little bit of work and make all your money back right away, did you?
2: No, no. He told me that, you know, it, it, it's it's risky, you know. I mean, it, it's, you know, punk rock is certainly, you know, th- this type of punk rock anyway is certainly not mainstream, and, you know, things aren't what they used to be.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, Travis definitely, he taught me how to do everything. I mean, from sending out records to press, to promotion, like everything. Yeah. I, I owe that dude everything. He he. yeah, I'm where I am today because of him. he's
1: a good dude. I've only talked to him a few times. Um, we had, we almost had some, uh, some dealings together, I guess, you know, we almost did like a, a split release and, uh, but that was about it, but super nice guy. Obviously he runs a great label, um, I love his. Uh, I love his artwork. All of his ads, just the whole aesthetic of that label's, is, is uh, spot on for me. Yeah, definitely. And Eccentric pops one of my favorites for sure. What was the one release that uh, really made you want to keep going? You understand that, and then another release. Ah, maybe I don't want to ask that. I was going to ask you maybe a release that made made you want to stop doing it, but that's not really fair, I guess. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's going to piss the Mad Splatter off.
1: Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, it could be all releases, though, you know? Even the ones that are good, there's got to be something, because it, it, it takes up a lot of time, and I know you're a family man and, and shit, and it's just, you work a lot, and it's like, a lot, sometimes for me, it's like, it's just hard to do. Yeah, it, you know?
2: it's it's hard to juggle everything, it, yeah, definitely. Uh, it, it becomes arduous, Uh, things get put on the back burner, and you, you try to juggle family life and, you know, just running a record label. It's like a full-time job. Yeah, yeah, for but, sure. the time, man, like, I've been working on, you know, five releases right now, and it every last bit of it sucks. Like, <laughs> like I work eight hours, and then I come home and work a few hours, like, every single day, like, promoting, yeah. dealing, and dealing, and, you know.
1: Yeah. Give me the release that kind of defines the label, you know? Like, what's that one release that you're, I don't want to say most proud of, but... I mean, if you had to, like, ever look back, what's the release that you're going to talk about first?
2: Oh, man, I'd have to say, like, five of them, like, ten of them. <laughs> I mean, It's really hard. Like, my first release, like, besides that wedding split, I mean, like, I was, you know, shocked at how well that was received. Like I said, man, that whole thing was, like, it was meant to be, you know, just a, a great release, don't get me wrong, but the label itself, like a joke, just a, a knocked these... 500 copies out real quick and give them the friends and ho- hopefully recuperate a couple dollars on the internet and uh the putts hole in one honestly man just like it it came out just a few months after the wedding split then and, and the same thing man like it was well received and just kind of blown away just with how you know stoked everyone was with that and then uh shortly after that you know the tough full length mess came out and then it was the same thing i mean and it was cool you know they're an italian band that isn't particularly known that well over here in the u.s like the mangies or you know even the apers or any of those other euro bands over there you know that are huge yeah and uh the tough record did really well again and you know just from there i mean each release has done pretty well i mean i've had a couple uh that couple slow burners that took a while to recuperate on, but I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of everything, uh, you know, wannabes out went the lights. I mean, uh, that was probably, uh, like that time period there was kind of like a game changer because I did, uh, the proton packs, conspiracy 66 and, uh, wannabes at the same time. And I mean, there's are just, a, you know, in my eyes, two smash hits and, you know, the yeah. proton know the same thing an Italian band not super noon over here and then you know the story without with the lights I mean that you know, that's a classic
1: it's a great album and yeah I'm, you know grateful I, I'm just looking through the discography you know at this point you know you've you've grown to where I, I, I kind of forget without looking sometimes what you've put out <laughs> you know how that is you know yeah, but um, that's yeah that tough pick. I mean the putts record I love that record um, it's really good. Um, I just found out, I think it was last week, Doug, Doug did his little uh, his streaming thing, and uh, I was talking about the cover. Travis did that cover art, huh?
2: Yes, he did. Yeah, Travis did the cover art. He did all the ads for it. Um, yeah, that's cool. So, Travis is the best.
1: Um, that tough record, dude, one of my favorites that you'd, yeah, you've you done yet. I love that one.
2: Oh, yeah. That's phenomenal. I mean, Chris Polcat, you know, stinking polecats, I mean... They're, you know, have been one of my favorite bands for a long time. And, you know, tough. I mean, it was a, an obvious choice.
1: Yeah. um, You did the Mangy's Tribute, which I think is one of those releases that just is... It's fucking awesome, man. There's a lot of tributes out there. You know this. A lot of them aren't so good. I mean, I think the bands that, that get these tributes done f- to them are all wonderful. You know, there's been Teen Idols and the Ghoulies and the Parasites and whatever else. But... um a lot of times the labels are, you know, there's like two or three bands that you know. And then there's a bunch of who who the fuck is this kind of bands, you know? Yeah,
2: a few good bands and then all of their buddies bands.
1: The the Mangie's one is like I, there's people out there that don't know some of these bands, but for us that are that are into this, it's like it's like a who's who.
2: Yeah. A dirty little secret of those tribute albums is that I treated them as, you know, mom's basement samplers, not only other tribute albums. I mean, but I hit every single label band up first, you know, and, you know, begged them to record a song. Right. And then once I had all these confirmations, I branched out from there and I, you know, I took suggestions from all the label bands and, you know, some friends of the label and, you know, that's how they all came about. Um, Andrea, uh, helped me with the mangie's tribute um he, he was very hands-on with it you know he uh he got the artwork done by uh tomaso looks uh, awesome yeah he, he he handled all that and yeah he was awesome uh the head tribute um you know head is notoriously difficult to get a hold of just everything about them i mean they just uh, they i don't think they, they genuinely do not care and that's why i love them so much i mean they're such a, a great band <laughs> uh just the whole allure and mystery behind them but uh yeah, that head tribute took. So other, I mean, I was working on the head tribute when I was working on the Mangies tribute. As far as trying to get the ball rolling, it took like a year afterwards for that thing to materialize. But uh, you know, I'm glad it did. I'm, I'm really proud of both of them, and uh, I mean, they're they're both scorchers from beginning to end. I mean, there's no filler on either one of those things. And you know, I'm not trying to brag or <laughs> it's, it's you know, I, I I'm trying to be as humble as possible. I mean, they're two of the best tribute albums I've ever heard.
1: I, I got to tell you, I don't know if I told you this before. I, I'm, I'm kind of sure you know what what my favorite uh, Mom's Basement release is. But, um, dude, there's, there's so many good ones. And this isn't to, like, single anybody out or anything. But Jagger Holly, dude, I love that record so much. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: Nobody likes you anymore.
1: Listen to that Neon Bone quite a bit lately because of the new one. You know, I I never really it never really got me, like I didn't get the Neon Bone bug until that new record came out. And now that new record is so fucking good, I I go back and I listen to the old stuff, and I actually think it's better than the new one. So if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean Lars is one of the best dudes doing it. Um you know what I mean? Sometimes you just don't. Just a record doesn't grab you, or a band doesn't grab you like everyone else, and and then and then you feel like I feel like a fucking idiot, you know? Because then when it does happen, it's like God damn, everybody was right
2: yeah. <laughs> except me, you know? Holy shit, I've been missing out on a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: I've been a fan of Neon Boone since that uh, the first full length that Monster Zero did. Um, and uh, yeah, he, he he's such a solid dude and he's like a, an amazing songwriter and you know i don't know if you know this or not but like he did all of his albums by himself like every instrument like recorded himself i mean dude is a machine that's awesome yeah um and, I, and another fun fact for you uh lars is the in-house artist here at mom's basement records he does all yep. ads uh he he's done album artwork layouts for me he, shit, he's done album artwork yeah or several releases, yeah. I mean, that that dude's the best. You know, you should get to have him on the show. I would definitely love to have him on the show sometime. Yeah, you could ask him about uh, Jan's insurance policies. Um, that's like an inside joke, but ask him about it; it'll all make sense.
1: Yeah, Neon Bone, of course. The Livermore's record is something else. Giant Eagles. I mean, and the Mega record. Oh my God, Mega, another band that didn't. Grab me right away. That has since become probably my favorite band from Italy.
2: Incredible, definitely. I uh, one chord wonder, man. He uh, David knows what's going on over there, and I just you know that's another label. Like he releases something, but I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, yeah. Um
1: <laughs> So yeah, man. I mean, I, I I'm I'm looking through the list, and you've got all this great stuff. But um, I talked about it last episode, which which. Honestly, just came out, but um, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen, but I talked about uh going going places you're putting out the new album, yeah,
2: yep, that'll be out really soon. Uh, I was actually just uh listening to that new episode, uh, you know before we started recording here, and uh yeah, uh, you were right on uh January is uh w- what it's looking like at this point cool plus, plus another surprise right before it, so uh keep your eyes peeled there.
1: another that'll- surprise from them. Oh yeah, from going
2: places, it's gonna go quick too. So don't screw around.
1: Hey, one thing I wanted to have you on this week, I forgot I was gonna I was gonna do a different episode this week, but I needed to have you back because um, I needed to uh, give you a big dummy room congratulations on the five year mom's basement anniversary.
2: Oh, cool! Thanks, man. Um, you know I'm such a tardy slash lazy jerk. That, I mean, it's like. <laughs> five and a half year anniversary at this point man i'm like so late with that like that poster that dropped um
1: <laughs> but yeah thanks <laughs> that poster dude i if if anyone out there hasn't seen this thing it's awesome just go go find it you know go to facebook go to moms basement whatever you got to do but it's so cool because it's that complete you know throwback to the to that classic lookout poster that orange thing planet lookout
2: oh yeah that definitely is uh it looks awesome. Inspired by it. Um, as, there again, that was, you know, Tommaso, that
1: uh, I don't want to butcher his
2: last name, but Episteiner uh, is how I pronounce it. I'm sure it's wrong. But uh, yeah, Tommaso, he who did the Mangie's tribute artwork, uh, did that. Looks awesome. Yes, he's amazing.
1: I'm going to pull it up right now because I got a question for you on that. All right. So I'm looking at the poster, and you got all the bands on there that are uh, that have put records out on Mom's Basement.
2: Uh, yeah, for the most part, I, I, we did that design as as like for you know full length and bands that we're going to be working with in the future and stuff like that. I mean, there's a few bands that are missed, like newer bands that I wish we would have added. But like I said, man, that po- that artwork's like six months old at this point.
1: Well, if you look at the upper right corner you happen to notice the beatnik termites are on there what's up with that man
2: yeah um yeah it, it's it's true uh hang on uh, there's there's some stuff coming up
1: so about a year ago we had the band on the entire band came on and they even sang right yeah. and uh they did talk about a new album so yeah,
2: there is a new album for sure
1: and is that maybe on mom's basement records i mean yeah yes yes it is um, awesome soon
2: Uh, it'll be next year for sure Um, that and uh, some other surprises uh, yeah I'm stoked I mean they've been one of my favorite bands for a long time and yeah Pat just has the voice of an angel he does uh, have
1: a good voice I can't wait for the new record man
2: it's so good
1: this is Pat and Chris. Chris I'm Mikey and we're from the Beatnik Termites and you're listening to The W Room Um, you got any other surprises you want to talk about, or I'm going to, I'm going to make a request if you don't. What's that? What's the request? I mean,
2: there's, I have a bunch of stuff coming up, man. It's hard to keep track of everything. I have to get into my notepad here and start looking at catalog numbers.
1: Okay. I have a tall order for you and maybe it's going to take a a second round or a third or fourth round of COVID to make this happen. But I want all the old mega full lengths done synth pop style.
2: (laughs) Yeah. We'll to, we'll to
1: to Kirby. Dude, I listen to that thing all the time and yeah. I never listen to it once. I always listen to either that and then the regular version or the punk rock version and then the synth pop version, but it's always like a double shot of mega.
2: Right. <laughs> I mean, they need to reissue all the old ones anyway. I mean, tell David, you know, make it happen. get conversations about nothing. This is yes, a classic, and yeah, you know, I came out right before the one that you know that co released with them, and uh, shit. all of their albums, I
1: mean, are solid ten out of ten. Great, great songwriter. I mean, oh my god.
3: Take me back to the Turkish buffet. no tea and eating your cup I wish I was still there We're on a car,
4: but we a roof rack And we cannot sleep over the insurance The policy was so bad Well fitting drive so safely but
3: We might drive faster on the Autobahn And the GPS says we are Westphalia North, Westphalia North This land is so flat and I feel like home Westphalia North, Westphalia North I guess I will use the public toilet So clean I could probably eat on it I'm happy to pay that. Answers the fear, answers the answer. In a dream still in the service area, a cartoon to the London. Well drive so safely, but. My drive faster on the autobahn, and the GPS says we are Westphalia North. Westphalia North. This land is so flat, and I feel like home. Westphalia North. Westphalia North. And I feel like home. Westphalia North. Westphalia North. This land is so flat, and I feel like home. Westphalia North. Westphalia North.
1: All right, man. Um, so I got, I got, I got a cool little announcement. But if is there anything else, Mom's basement? You got to announce. I mean, we you kind of talked about the beatnik termites. Nothing else. Um.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of shit coming up. Uh. You know, the suck. You know. Uh. The, there's a wonderful bastards are coming back soon. <laughs> Full length. Uh. And I mean, it, it's you know, it's 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 done. I mean, it's 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 in line for the pressing plant, and it's amazing like i don't know how else to say it like if you liked incognito you're gonna fucking love this no one uh god knows rev Norb is so um yeah new new uh the suck full length coming soon
1: and uh you do some vocals on it right uh
2: yeah i got uh bamboozled into doing some gang vocals and uh little intro yeah. something maybe uh, yeah i don't know who that dude was but uh yeah he's uh he's something <laughs> the intro there and yeah he's he sounded like he was on to something. So, uh, yeah, time time will tell. I mean, with that that suck full length is you know, going places. Of the, you know, the Jasons and Black Russians are very soon with going places. You know, and the, the suck is shortly thereafter.
1: I think it's. Uh, is it is it uh, Basement's birthday today? Yeah, actually, it is.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. uh, Boo's birthday. Happy birthday, Basement.
1: Happy birthday, dude. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I thought so. I used to be uh, I used to be on top of this birthday shit with I the fucking, show, but man, I can't. There's like always so much going on. Right, but I did remember that. So
2: yeah, you look, look at you. Uh, yeah, fucking the basement is a gentleman and a scholar. And what about the bad bad seeker, Right? How about that? There you we, go. I tell you, I think fucking rips Pick that up. It's almost out of print already. Is it really? On CD or cassette, man? I think I'm like I'm pretty sure he's out. And I'm down to maybe 10 cassettes, and the last time I checked, 12 or 13 CDs. I mean, it's, you know, one distro order away from out of print. So if you don't have that yet,
1: you know, get on it. I saw something about, I saw it hit like 5,000 streams or something, that one song. Yeah, pretty 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 quickly, I mean, you know, yeah. For you know. What's he doing, sitting at home just playing it over and over or what? he's
2: just fucking out there just being great and doing what he does best fucking relentless promotion
1: yeah that's for sure every
2: every, every record label needs a Bo Basement and a a Johnny Problem for sure (laughs) I I attribute any success I have in life to Bo Basement and Johnny Problem so uh, yeah thank you dudes and happy birthday Bo
1: I asked asked him to be on the show once and uh, I'll get him one of these days who, Bo. yeah.
2: Oh, he's a fucking a sweetheart, he'll do it
1: I, uh I, I have a special topic for him to do with me, and uh, I'm gonna I'm save it for him. I, I always have this dude. I have certain topics for people that it fits really well with them. I got a topic for somebody else too, and it's just like, oh man, I can't wait forever, you know <laughs> I want to do this shit, so that's putting out
2: feelers, man.
1: yeah, yeah. so uh anyways, happy birthday to him. And I uh, can't wait for new Suck Dude. I'm sure we'll hear about it. Yeah, um,
2: you, you know you'll get the exclusive.
1: Yeah. And so the announcement that I have to make is it's maybe not a big deal for everybody here, but for me and you and other labels, it's cool. Um, our friend Craig, of course, from Remington's and Batfoot, um, he's starting a little distro in Australia. Hey, look, Craig just walked in. Yeah. Uh, endless detention. Yeah, endlessattentionrecords.com. So if you're in Australia, and I know I have at least mm, probably five, ten listeners from Australia. I don't know, at least that. But um, uh, and I know I have some people that buy records from me, and I'm sure you do too. Um, you can go to him now, and you'll save a fucking shit ton on that shipping. Cause man, the shipping over there is like thirty bucks, right? Thirty five bucks to send a record.
2: Australia japan and england are the three worst places in my experience to send records to like one one record shipped is going to bankrupt you like yeah yeah it's bad dude you're going to pay 50 us dollars for one record
1: yeah i know craig just bought the uh the new weasel record on recess and he was saying it was like 55 bucks sure like geez, and i so anyways craig's starting a distro and starting off, I mean, he's going to do, he's going to carry the Hey Pizza stuff. He's going to carry uh, Mom's Basement, uh, Stardom, and Monster Zero for sure. You know, not like the entire back catalog, but all new releases I'm sure you'll be able to get from Craig. So order from him, and it's awesome. So.
2: It sounds to me like he has, you know, one of the best distros in Australia already. <laughs> he does,
1: man. He's on As, to,
2: so he's on to Trying to be like Craig when I grow up, really.
1: I will, I will back that guy up. He is one of the nicest guys, and he is a just a diehard uh, punk rock fan.
2: Yeah, he's got a fucking gnarly record collection, too. I mean, there's very few people that I'll yield to. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure Craig has it going on.
1: <laughs> and uh, he's got a cool accent, too, and he's usually got good jokes. But uh, last week's episode, he didn't. Anyways, yeah, so EndlessDetentionRecords.com, if you're in Australia... Order from him. <laughs> um, there'll be links up and shit, so you'll save a bunch of money. So anyways, I, I was I was excited for him. You know, it's always cool when a friend is doing something like that, you know? And I think he's really going to like it.
2: Worst case scenario, you're going to need a bunch of, free, bunch of records for Jeep, right? Yeah, yeah. And the, the inner collector nerd in them should be excited.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think I think there's people over there that would, you know, buy more from us, but it's that shipping, dude. Oh, absolutely. Just kills it, That's,
2: so. That shit murder
1: there you go that's my little uh promotion of the week that's yeah, awesome so now we should uh we should probably get to the topic at hand right
2: yeah, yeah let's it. one two three four
0: five
3: six seven eight nine ten here comes the top 11 the top 11 top 11 top 11 here comes the top 11
1: all right, so we're going to do top 11 record labels. You know, there's record labels that I, I, I respect, I guess, that aren't going to be on my list because they're not so much the bubble. Yeah. Um, I, I will say that my list changed a little bit because I had some new criteria for a record label to make the Dummy Room list. Um, I kind of went off, and maybe you did this too. Obviously, when you're thinking about record labels, it's got to be the catalog, right? Yeah,
2: yeah, definitely. And you know, history and you know, my my criteria is probably a little ass backwards as you're getting ready to find out, but um <laughs> I, I I went based off of a uh, you know, overall like you know like the how legendary they are, but also like you know what they've done for, you know, the the little scene there and yeah, things like that. I mean, these are you know my my favorite labels, you know. It's 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 you know not going to be everybody else's favorite labels, right? So if you can cuss me out on the uh, in the dummy room there. It's fine. I, think
1: so. <laughs> I I went off of I thought about the catalog and how good it was. It didn't even have to be a huge catalog, but it had to be pretty fucking solid. And then I went off of uh, uh, like you're saying, kind of the importance of the label. Like if it's a if it's a, a now defunct label, if if we're still talking about that label, if they still come up, if they're absolutely legendary to the point where any conversation you have about pop punk. If the label is mentioned, that's a good thing. And then the other thing was, uh, maybe the guy who ran it or or the people that ran it, uh, what were they like? Were they dicks? <laughs> you know what I mean? First of the time. You know, because a lot of times that plays into like, sometimes I like a band more when the guys in the band are really nice. And yeah. sometimes there's a guy, there's a band that's fucking great, and then you meet him and you're like, fuck that band, and you can't even listen to him anymore. You know what I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, it, it's really hard to separate, uh, personas from a band's work uh yeah i, I try to do that but there i mean there's just you know you got to draw a line somewhere sometimes but I, mean, I know exactly what you're saying
1: but i think most importantly it's the it's the catalog and it's the uh um the history not necessarily just the history but it's just the impact on on the bubble you yeah know? and since the bubble right now I, I really think that right now is like a really good time for for our our punk rock The last couple of years, three or four years, has been wonderful. Definitely. So there's some newer labels on here because uh, I mean they've. I mean when I say newer, they're not necessarily newer, but we'll find out, man.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, you know, I have a couple, uh, you know, very new labels on here. You know, I just like like I said, man, my my list is ass backwards. It's it's (laughs) what I'm stoked on now, and like you said, you know, history and everything like that. I mean, this is just like. The best of the best. I mean, my list could change tomorrow. I could, you know, shuffle numbers around and stuff. I mean, the top three are obviously, you know, kind of yep. solid. But, uh, you know, the rest of it, you know, could shuffle around and stuff. But this is just, you know, what I'm currently stoked on here.
1: All right. You want to give it a start, man? You want to start with number 11? Yeah. Um, I am going to go with
2: your label, Hey Pizza Records. Uh, uh-huh. Look at that. Is that allowed? That is... It's such a cocksucker move. But um no, um, <laughs> I mean it man. You're you're doing, you know, you have a few good releases now and I you know I know you have a lot of good shit coming up. You know, mm-hmm. and you have the best platform, you know, for you know, our bubble of punk rock there. I mean it yeah. Yeah, man, you you, you got it going on, Demo. Keep up. Well the thanks, play. man.
1: I don't agree with it, but Oh, you'll um, say
2: give yourself a year, you'll say.
1: Well, I've got some good stuff coming out, so um not I know it. Man, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, early 2021.
2: I can't wait See? to tell uh, everybody about it prematurely.
1: Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, my Zonoids album, my, my, uh, my jackets showed up today.
2: There you go. And, and they were
1: way late, right? I mean, the vinyls got issues anyways. It's not, you know, it's just, it's running late. <laughs> um, but the covers, they really took a long time, and they actually didn't even come the company that's printing them didn't even print them. They, they must've farmed it out.
2: Yeah. Most places do farm them out. I mean, it's to have that sort of, you know, printing capabilities to do LP jackets. I mean, it's, I guess it'd be pretty easy to knock out like a seven inch folder. You know, most places you could, I'm sure yeah. you, you could do that at Staples if you're, you know, weren't too worried about the quality,
1: but uh, yeah, LP,
2: I mean, you have know, some serious machinery there. I'm sure. Yeah, let's you,
1: not, let's not it, talk too bad about Staples. They're new sponsors. So,
2: okay. Sorry, Staples. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, fuck, fuck Office Depot, uh, but um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you have like either A to Z or M print. I'm sure is one of the places that printed them.
1: Yeah. So no, they showed up. So I was, uh, I'm super excited about those. I got covers, so it's coming out, man. I can't wait for everyone to hear this thing.
2: Yeah, it's really good. I, I'm looking forward to it, too.
1: Yeah, I sent you a, a test pressing. Yes, you so did. You have That's... actually heard the thing.
2: Yeah, I listened to it one time. I mean, I'm not stupid. I'm not going to keep listening to that test pressing. I'm going to <laughs> in a couple years when you blow up. It's got to be
1: fresh for eBay. Yeah,
2: I'm going to strike it mildly
1: rich. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. I mean, I got I got a lot of stuff coming out that I can't wait to uh, to reveal and uh, and share with everybody. So.
2: And you have some heavyweight shit going up. then not sell yourself short. Stay Stay tuned, dummy. Rumors.
1: Well, thanks for putting me at the bottom of your list. I appreciate it. That's the least I could do. <laughs> uh right, my number eleven. Here's here's one I didn't have on that I kind of forgot about the last time we recorded, and I'm gonna go with uh Insubordination. Yeah. Yeah, man. I was I don't know their I mean Insubordination Fest that's them, right? I mean
2: Yeah. They oh, started
1: I, it so Yeah, it was uh Thacker and uh Enoch and Pat Termite started that I believe. Uh termites are on this label, of course. Proteins, copyrights uh big in japan great stuff uh the plus ones yeah so uh the great apers album reanimate my heart yeah that that goes louder albums great great label you know and then the fest and and insubordination fest i should say um that was kind of a a moment of punk rock history there you know
2: yeah i'm from delaware you know baltimore's uh you know a 45 minute drive and I, i think i went to like four of them um and uh, yeah, they're always a lot of fun. I saw all sorts of great bands, and I mean, i would know, never get. To see, I mean, I saw the Zatapex there in, in 2010. Awesome. it was, and you know, when's the next time I'm going to see them? Right.
1: I wanted to put them on the list, you know, because it it is a good label, and uh, it, it seems like it was a pretty important label at the time. Oh,
2: definitely. Yeah, that they made my honorable mentions for sure. Cool. Did this? Like, I mean, I gotta
1: say, man, this this ship was like damn near impossible. It is hard, isn't it?
2: yeah it's
1: yeah all right what do you got for number 10
2: number 10 i have another newer label it's uh something to do records uh matthew he's a he's a good dude and he uh he's releasing very solid releases and you know i mean he just he just announced that after school special full length you know i mean that's groundbreaking for you know a lot of people and just like yeah i'm really excited for the you know the future of that label uh, yeah he's, he's he's got his shit together i'm you know looking forward to it
1: the after-school special thing was quite the uh, quite the surprise.
2: Yeah, yeah. He's got some other shit coming up, too.
1: Yeah, see, I don't know what he's got coming up, but, um, yeah, it's a cool label, you know? It's like, it seems like for a while, everything was Midwest and East Coast, you know? And so, I mean, he comes out of, he's, he's in Seattle, and, yeah, and he's doing some cool stuff.
2: Yeah, he did the, you know, the, the put 7-inch, uh, Cut the Shit. He did
1: the the Riptides Canadian Graffiti album.
2: Yeah, and the seven-inch, the w- wimpy goes of Washington, I think it's called. Um, yeah, I could released the
1: Volkov and Mega split with him.
2: He did that he did that Mazin area.
1: He did the Scutches yep. double seven-inch.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that thing was yep. fancy as fuck, wasn't it? Old money bags over there.
1: <laughs> it's well packaged and uh, looks expensive.
2: It's the best packaging. He went all out on that thing.
4: My days I gave, my nights were a waste After all the love, she let escape She's just not happy with me in her sheets My left hand's right, my up is down The only sure thing is me right now My left eye twitch on top of a mono Pitch leads me to believe There is no end, no end for me Sick tree dream I can't be a winner, it's too late to eat love is a word I never play with I hold my breath every time i hear it I believe you until you threw it down the train stop 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 talking, I'm fading it wasn't love 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 for me to hold a place you never take for granted I'll I'm immediately enamored. I believe you until you threw it down the drain. I believe you until you threw it
2: down the drain. I believe you. Yeah, yeah, he's got some shit coming up. That's another one, you know.
1: Keep your eyes on him. He keeps himself in the uh, spotlight with the monthly things. Yeah. A really really good fucking idea.
2: Yes, yeah, and Genius. <laughs> I mean you have like the best of the best bands releasing a song for you on a monthly basis. You know, it's cheap and easy and fun and yeah, you know, people can, you know, always look forward to something, you know. It's a slow month, you know, next month that next single is gonna come out.
1: Yeah, it's a good idea.
2: Oh uh, definitely. I wish I would have thought of it. I'm pretty jealous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My number ten. I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with One Chord Wonder. Okay. Yeah, the last time we recorded, I didn't have this on the list. Yeah, that's
2: a good one there, bud. Uh,
1: um, but then I realized that I tend to listen to a lot of Mega these days. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, great fucking band. And then I start looking at the list of uh of all their releases, and it's just this oasis of Italian punk rock, man. Drawing it's... dead. On.
2: essentially perfection isn't it? um let's talk about drawing dead here for a second I, I know a lot of um a lot of people might not know about them that's uh you know that's uh roby from mega and uh david from volkov trading vocals on perfect songs yeah two two fucking masterpieces on that label um so you had the ponches that he did the mangy seven inch the plan in hollow
1: uh did some splits with you
2: yeah, I've done a few co releases with him. we have yep. uh, speaking of which, we have uh, something coming up soon, very soon actually. Uh, an Italian band, and uh, it's gonna be good. So
1: he put out a seven inch by Twister. Yeah, me um, too. Yep. Yeah, and, uh... that sounds about <laughs> right.
2: Um, yeah, he did the twist Twister and the Ricabelli split? Yeah, he did that Twister full length too. That uh, yep,
1: yep, with Monster Zero there. Um, it's kind of like the Italian uh, Lookout. He fucking proton packs space opera the italians have so many good bands you know the past few years so like a good label that can pick up all that stuff is is of course you know just going to be awesome we're going to talk about it and we're going to be jealous right
2: oh absolutely i mean yeah. i i definitely uh linked up with david and i tried to uh co-release all of his bands you know i'm no idiot <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's for Let's sure. not get crazy here <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: man! I see fucking Mega Volkov, uh, Ponces—they're all one queer wonder, banzi you
1: know? Yeah, I jumped right on that. Good stuff. Maybe I should have had them higher, but oh man, we'll see. My list is pretty solid, so
2: yeah, we'll see about that.
1: All right, what do you got for nine, man? <sighs> um, I have Water Slide out from Japan. Okay.
2: Yeah, dude. He, uh, how many releases? What does he have? Like two hundred releases by now?
1: Yeah, the the only thing that I I can't I don't have them all, and kind of hard to find, yeah. and some and of them know. I just I just don't like all of them. You know what I mean?
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not all. You know, uh, you know the the Ramones core or pop punk or whatever you want to call it. I mean, but it, it's it's important, man. I mean, like oh yeah, in Japan, you you know, water Slide and dumb records comes to mind. I mean, I might be forgetting something, but i mean that's kind of it i mean like japan has so many amazing bands and uh water slides at the forefront of all that you know yeah tons of co-releases and i mean he helps out you know our scene the the european scene i mean uh Kazu, he's a a solid dude i mean I, i i appreciate him that's for sure
1: there was another label from back in the day if you remember right called uh snuffy smiles yeah snuffy smiles um he, I, he didn't do only Japanese stuff but a lot of a lot of cool stuff from Japan was coming out on that label but uh Waterslide does Japanese stuff but man they're really doing stuff from all over the place Yeah, exactly I mean it's I mean murder burgers and, and Flanders 72 um you know the hum hums the wimpies it, psychotic youth I mean it's really he's not just it's it, it's a Japanese label but it's very international.
2: Yeah, I mean he's he's uh doing the C D version of the Going Places record that I'm doing. Oh cool. I mean like he, he he's a good dude. I mean like that's that, that label is essential. Yeah, that's essential personnel right there, bud Something to work.
1: I agree. What was that number nine? Uh yeah. My number nine is uh It's Alive Records.
2: Okay, yeah.
1: Can't forget Adam man. Um one of the most solid labels for for years and years, you know, yeah, it was like when mutant pop kind of dissolved, somebody had to come in and step, step in. And it, it seemed like it's alive filled those shoes for a long time.
2: Oh, definitely. And uh, he, he was like the, the original risk taker here in the U S too, with like all (laughs) bands like that. Um, I, uh, I took a good bit of my formula from it's alive for sure.
1: Those early seven inches, they came with a poster. They came with, CDRs, you know, with like printed little covers and everything. It was all out. Matt, I don't know how he
2: stickers, buttons. Yeah, it was like yeah, a ton of merch with each release for sure. He went all out.
1: I yeah. I mean, I, I think he worked for like a print place at the time, and I think he was making those posters kind of, <laughs> you know, out the back door kind of things. Sure. But um, yeah. But that label started out. Mostly a 7-inch label at first, right? I mean, it seems like all of his early releases were just 7-inches, but great, great stuff. So many great releases. Uh, Copyrights.
2: The Mangies go down. I mean, like that's it. We don't need to mention anything else, just The Mangies go down. That's like a Desert Island album. we I me, mean, dude. The Veterans
1: uh, LP. Uh, Popsters. Fucking Muzzle. I'm just, yeah, going down the list. It's impressive, man. Dopamines.
2: Tons of great bands.
1: Yeah, so good. I mean, of course, he's got a couple in there that I don't care for, but I think overall, his label was not... It wasn't just the label that was important. He had the great distro.
2: He had the best distro. He did.
1: Still to this day, he has one of the best distros. He has one of the best distros with the worst website. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Adam. I don't think Adam listens, but it's like, dude... I think I've asked him before about his website, and it's just something that he's just, he I think he tried to do it all himself.
2: Yeah, it, it's, you know, crude yet effective.
1: Yeah, well, it has to be, I've man. I've gotten
2: so many great records from there. I can't even shit talk that, that distro, man. He he can have the...
1: <laughs> I'm not. Ever. I'm just fucking <laughs> with him. <laughs> and
2: Yeah, I can't, yeah. I've had um, so great records from there, man. Like, his, his Black Friday sale every year, I mean, that's yeah. how I know, Like, I'm going to fill in the gaps of my CD collection.
1: <laughs> with the $2 CDs? For super cheap. If, if you don't know Adam, he's just a super solid guy. Um, he's a nurse now. So yeah. I think that's mainly why the why the label is, is on pause. I don't think he's done. I think he's just paused for a while. Yeah, um,
2: man. Family, family definitely comes first.
1: So I saw a video of him, not that long ago, on Facebook where he was skateboarding.
2: Yeah, I saw him out there.
1: <laughs> doing, gnarly. So it's 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 nice to see guys our age still able to do some of that shit.
2: Yeah, I think that's so. kick kickflip or something.
1: All right, number eight.
2: I have a uh, surfing key out of Italy. Nice. Yeah, I mean he's there again. There's another so many incredible releases over the year. He's been doing it for you know a long time now. And shit, dude, where to begin? The vapid's, the mangies, moto. Yeah, moto. Uh, <laughs> having a brain fart right now. The leeches. Yeah, but he just did a hell in the Crusher 7 and I didn't see it, didn't he? Um, he did. Uh, what was it? I like pale lips. So, you know like a, a ramones core a pop punk label or whatever you know. yeah so, a you lot know, of
1: garage stuff rock and roll
2: garage sensibilities there yeah man he does a lot. he did a lot of keppy shit back when he
1: did that johnny, that johnny tarion man-,
2: man yeah johnny tarion the bad lieutenants and the Ponches split how could you forget that that's you know um he did the mangies and the hard-ons seven inch with like the most yep impossible amount of variants to collect
1: <laughs> how many are there
2: it's none of that mixed color bullshit either. It's all legit variants. And last I checked, I think there's like fourteen of them. Oof. Yeah, it's obnoxious. Like I, I, you know, I'm like a diehard Manji fan, and I mean that that fucking split is a thorn in my side, dude. I, I have like five of them. Five of the variants. <laughs> I I accept that I'm never going to complete that collection, but I hate it at the same time.
1: Textiles couple of Hexstall's albums.
2: Hey, yeah, he reissued those Hexstall's on, uh, you know, vinyl. Um, he, he's got tons of shit. I mean, yeah. A yeah, great label. Just did the Two Vapids full lengths with him uh, recently. Charm School Dropouts, that's been, you know, that's, it's like it's third pressing. Teenage Heads for the first time. How are those going for you? They're going pretty well, man. They're uh, they're going to be out of print soon. Um no shit. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be too much longer. I just uh, picked up like, you know, a uh, major distributor for the label there. So they're, they're going to get some copies. And after that, I mean, it's, you know, slim slim pickings for the web store there. So if you don't have that yet, uh, you know, now's your time to shine that or face the wrath of
1: Discogs later. Oh, very cool label. Yeah, for sure. My number eight is eccentric pop.
2: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I
1: mean, a little lower than you probably have them.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're pretty up there for me. Uh,
1: but yeah, dude, that's fucking one of the best labels doing it right now. So many good releases, you know. Dan Vapid, of course. Jetty Boys, fucking Ghoulies Horror Section. You know, he did that sweet baby thing. All kinds of cool stuff. And plus, he's not just doing uh, the bigger stuff. You know, he's he put out Cap Capitalist Kids and the Sweethearts. Did the Haley Records. It's a good label. And uh, yeah, it's just I, it, that label has sort of a look, you know. I mean that that
2: that is another label to me that I'm going to blindly buy everything that he releases like I don't he posts something and I just you know I'm, I'm ready like I don't, I don't even need to listen to it. I'll just I'll save
1: it for when the record arrives. Is he active? He's not as active as, as he as I wish he was, but he's yeah. doing stuff right? I mean
2: yeah, I mean he, he's busy you know he has you know a lot he's released some cool stuff over the past year and you know he has some stuff coming up. He just posted this uh, a picture today. Um, I don't know what the hell it is. It looks like a box set of some sort. I don't know if you oh. saw it or not, but that's you know pretty uh pretty exciting. And I, I didn't. Th- and terrifying at the same time. Hopefully, you know, it's not super limited because I'm gonna need one, whatever.
1: <laughs> right. What did he po- what did he post it on? His site or eccentric? Uh, it was just eccentric the eccentric pop, uh Instagram, I believe, is where I saw it. Uh, I think I see it on Maybe. that's a box. Yeah, right. Wow.
2: So it's some something uh tantalizing,
1: right? That's a good Inch and three quarters thick, dude.
2: Yeah, it's fancy as fuck for sure. I can't afford that. Hmm. I selling blood now.
1: I can only uh think about what it is. Yeah. Are we in seven? I don't know, man. I thought you were keeping track. <laughs> I wasn't. You know what? I actually. I think I actually. I skipped over something. I'll get to it the next one. <laughs> uh uh-huh. oh. So I I skipped over my number ten. What was so, that? Let's go for it now. Oh wait a second. No, remember I told you at the beginning my list was fucked up. Yeah. What was your last one you did? That must have been your number nine.
2: Was Surfing K, which was my number
1: nine, eight, I believe. Eight. What do you got next on the list?
2: Well, in in any event, (laughs) next is for Wonder. Um, Cool. Sad man. It's it's, yeah. That's that's one of the best labels doing it. Yeah, I mean, we kind of already ran the thing. I mean,
1: we've I guess we forgot the the more beats LP, which is cool. what a cool fucking name for a label, you know. It and really is.
2: The logo is simple and effective. And uh I don't know if you've seen any of his uh little like CDR compilations that he does, but uh you know how he uh you know he he's inspired by uh previous compilations like you know he has like the Paraloons, sa- I, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but you know Heidi says, you know, essentially, but Paraloons says CD and then uh one chord wonder music for one chord wonder people, I believe that's what it's called, but you know it's like old fat wreck comp rip off and yeah yeah he's uh yeah he he's got it um a great roster of bands, and yeah I'm, I'm trying to be like one chord wonder when I grow up for sure,
1: yeah, well, that mega shit dude is is amazing right i mean what a what a band say no more. um I slept on it first for too long. But, uh, yeah, I really think that that's, that's some special shit. I hope there's more Mega stuff coming, right? There, I mean, he's not done, right?
2: I mean, I wouldn't think so.
1: Okay. I mean, I know there's probably nothing planned right now, but... Yeah, you know,
2: he's, you know, insanely talented yeah. dude. I mean, nah, of course there's more coming.
1: Awesome. So I'm going to go back to the one I skipped. All right. So I'm a little out of order, <laughs> but um, this this labels, you know, some of these you can they might change, but I don't think this label would ever be like a top five or anything like that. But uh, I'm going to go with rally records. Okay. Yeah. You knew, you knew this was probably in there from last time, but, um, Oh man, this label has put out some of my favorite records, you know, it's a short lived label, right? I mean, I don't know, 2007, 2008, nine, whatever they were around, but, um, the leftovers, the yeah. guts, fucking oh. jetty boys, reptides, Miracle Drug, Seven Inch, that kicked ass. Johnny Three, Regal Beagle, uh, Jizz Kids. What about that?
2: <laughs> Fucking Apers, huh? Apers side project, though. Yeah, it, it, he's got several good releases.
1: Hey, I've never met Johnny. I, I've just, I've people have said he's a nice guy. I don't know. He put out a bunch of good records. Well, I'm not going to argue with you, demo. That
2: is a yeah. Solid choice. Yeah, that made my, uh, you know, my honorable mention list.
1: Yeah I wish he was still going because I mean, he was for a while there. I mean, if he would have been going the last what 10 years or so, you imagine right. what kind of shit he could have put out.
2: Yeah.)
3: I
1: Now we're up to number six for me. Number six.
2: Yeah. I okay. Think so. Yeah, this, this is hard. It's harder than it needs to be. <laughs> I, I should have numbered this thing, right? Damn. Uh, yeah, I'm going to get, yeah, number six. Uh,
1: I have selfless slash clear view. I have that at number six as well. Okay, well, let's talk about it then, bud. Great label. Lillington's, end of story. Uh, Ramone's Tributes. Right, I, yeah. story continued. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> open, open um,
2: smash that door wide open. Let's keep it going, there.
1: It it really is um,
2: a pretty special label. Right, all the old screech and weasel seven inches, the queerest stuff. Uh, the vindictive's party time for assholes. Yep, so many goddamn classics.
1: I think alone the, the Ramones tributes. I mean, if he only puts those out, uh, he's got kind of a weird, kind of a, you know, a, a sticky kind of history, you know, that, that catalog is sticky,
2: but oh, I cool. think he's
1: the, well, I mean, if, if that's all he did. <laughs> yeah. That's, I that
2: would be perfectly okay with that. If that's all that. So, he did.
1: Yeah, it would be cool. But then he went and did, you know, a bunch of cool Lillington shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Dude. And, and
2: super essential. Uh, he just did
1: that sack. He just
2: reissued that. And, I mean, just you know, speaking of recently. The, did the uh
1: the bottle rocket box set, right?
2: Yeah, the Lillington's box set. I mean, that right there. I mean, there's the the packaging on those things alone.
1: Well done. Man. Young Rochelle's first Young Rochelle's record came out.
2: Oh yeah, that was uh yeah, the four way uh label split there. It was like with uh eccentric pop and I think Mooster and Jolly Ronnie. Yeah. Jolly,
1: yeah. Oh, uh, he did yeah. fair,
2: fair amount. Uh great album. What else? Um, I'm sure we're forgetting a ton of shit. Um, um, I'm trying not to cheat and use Discogs, but it, it's I'm to, um, I'm cheating,
1: getting okay. it up here.
2: About um, all that weird shit. I know I already said that, but let's talk fucking pervo devo. Happy, horny, gay, and sassy.
1: He did some weird shit too. All right. Spaz. Not something that would be,
2: you know. Yeah, like Iron Raven or some. So he did like some metal albums. And I mean, you know, he likes, yeah. he's doing what he wants to do. He's, he's, you know, he's doing it his way. I mean, that's cool. You know, it's cool. just, I, I, you know, I don't like everything. That's for damn sure. But
1: uh, yeah, Todd, Todd's always been uh, really nice. It, it's, it's crazy that, I mean, he's able to do shit with the Lillingtons and Bottle Rocket and they're on, you know, they're on fat and somehow he gets to do their box set. Right. I, I don't know how that works. Yeah. Um, what did he release by Bottle Rocket besides he did the Live in
2: 06. What uh what am I missing?
1: Red Scare did Total, right? Red Scare did Total and then everything else was fat, right? Or was or did, did Red Scare he, Did he do it? he didn't do another way, did he? Well, he reissued that, didn't he? I don't know, I man. I'm, I'm He did the box set and another way was in the box set. Yeah, of, of course, but I mean like what did Besides he... that, he just I did the live 06. album. Oh no, he did the uh that that seven inch that like weird that weird
2: Division um, seven inch.
1: Yeah, and they were like I don't remember what was special about him. Like there was a metal cover maybe on one of them. He does a lot of those
2: metal variant things. I got actually I got one of those uh, sack metal variants. It cost me an arm and a leg. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting it though.
1: Yeah, I don't know. He did the he did the cool. I, I like the uh, the original Lillingtons. You know, um, technically more sound. Yeah, he did shit then, out of luck, too, right? Yeah, and then he did the 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 LP version of that, and it technically more round. I thought that was pretty f- clever. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, man. Hey,
2: man, I I hate to be that dude, but I got to take like a quick break. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go piss off the porch real quick. I mean, feel free to leave that in, but I'll, I'll be right back. <laughs>
1: I wonder if John's going to get upset that I'm literally going to leave this all in.
2: All right, sorry about that, dude. Feel better? Oh, so much better. I, <laughs> I held that thing for what seems like an hour and 24 minutes now. But all right, I'm 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 good to go now. So what do you guys not have indoor plumbing or what? No, we do. It's just uh outside <laughs> was a lot closer. I hear you. <laughs> so I'm like right next to the back porch there, and I didn't want to make a bunch of noise and take forever. So little hand sanitizer action, and I'm in. Good to go.
1: All right, number five, the top five. What is John's? Man, that this number five is really hard. Um, number five, I have Monster Zero. Monster Zero. All right, I have Monster Zero as well, but just a little bit higher. Okay, yeah,
2: of course, man. That's fucking one of the best labels running right now. I mean, uh, Mugwumps. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, like just pick any record and use it as your point of reference. Uh, fucking D Cracks, right? D Cracks. 20 yeah.
1: below's yeah he,
2: hey. he did the ponches uh but mangies, um apers
1: uh what else uh window sill
2: yeah fucking window sill yeah he did
1: <laughs> um i was waiting for you to say it but you fucked up i know uh, man. teenage bu- teenage bubblegums <laughs> yeah teenage bubblegums uh yeah,
2: tough t- tons of releases uh right <laughs> um Spazzies yeah he did that that's right he did that spazzy 7 did didn't
1: yep. he bat bites
2: how about the howlingtons that's a newer band
1: great band norway right they're from norway i think so yeah that's yeah, yeah second best band who's the first yum yums damn right
2: um what else uh yeah the, the list goes on and on uh dorkatron like yeah the nuts
1: love that nuts record Much, right?
2: dude the fucking huntingtons the queers
1: yeah right yeah i don't know we can keep going, it keeps but, going but yeah and, and the coolest thing is uh he gets everything here really cheap i don't know how he does that shit but yeah it's he, awesome
2: he made he made a deal with the devil or something i don't understand it either but uh, <laughs> i'm uh yeah How <laughs> how's Hal, like his international shipping cheaper than my media mail shipping right it
1: doesn't make any sense
2: yeah, some sort of witchcraft going on there.
1: <laughs> All right, I had that. Mine's a little higher. For number five, I know you have this. Everybody who's into this shit is going to have this band or this label, um, and I'm talking about Mutant Pop. Yeah. There's only one more label that's that's more, um, you know, identifiable to to the punk rock to the pop punk community. I think. Oh, but Mutant Pop is was played such those Pretty late opposite. '90s. <laughs> but, what's
2: that uh, I say it's pretty obvious who that is but um yeah like definitely yeah, I mute I have mute, mutant pop higher for sure but um yeah legendary
1: yeah the late 90s I mean it was really oh man I mean all those all the lookout stuff came out and everyone got into all that stuff and then suddenly mutant pop came out and like everyone almost everybody gravitated to that and uh what I think what was really cool about mutant pop was The distro was definitely still the best distro ever, I think. Um, That catalog you got every month, you remember that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Timbo's little reviews, and it was cheap. The CDR series, that shit's like pretty uh,
2: groundbreaking at the time. Yeah. People were doing that, right? See, that's,
1: I didn't care for that, but.
2: Yeah, it's a fucking cool idea, man. I mean, they did. Like, I wished I still had a bunch of those things. But I'd put them on eBay right now and strike it rich. I mean, you can you sell a, st- a fucking CDR for fifty dollars.
1: Like, yeah. yeah, I've had some offers. So did you have that? Did you have the subscription or whatever it was?
2: I had the subscription, but you know I had a bunch of the CDRs. And um, yeah, what number were you? Do you remember? No, I didn't have the subscription. I just I got them. Oh, it's just a collector nerd shit. I, I didn't have the subscription.
1: Um, I was uh, subscriber number four. So all mine have four written. on Oh wow. <laughs> or MP, it was like zero zero four or whatever it was. Wow.
2: Yeah, yeah. Whenever you're ready to sell them, you know, I'm trying to fill a few holes in my collections. Let me know.
1: I've I've actually, you know, I've mentioned to people that I have them all. I think I, I mean, at least the first two uh, runs series, whatever he called them. Um, I have those, and I've had some people throw some money at me or offers, you know, a
2: obnoxious amounts of money eh.
1: for stupid
2: TDR. All right.
1: Fairly obnoxious, you know. Yeah, Not that, obnoxious that, enough, that, maybe, but.
2: Yeah, I mean that—that's what I'm saying. Like, as that's, that's you know groundbreaking. Like, so yeah, I mean, just even the packaging on those CDRs. For we you know, it's just like a, for what it is, a shitty CDR. I mean, they're they're fucking <laughs> solid. Like the yeah, books and yeah. shit that came with them, they're fucking nice.
1: Yeah, looking at uh, my favorite thing that came out on Mutant Pop, uh, full length wise, CD wise, probably the Dirt Bike Annie. Okay. Hit the Rock, what a great album. Seven inch wise, uh, I tend to go towards either the Sicko record uh-huh. or the Cletus record.
2: Okay, I mean, you no, know, that's a funny way to say the wannabes, but um, uh...
1: <laughs> that's a good one too, man. I just, you know, yeah. I could say the Proms. That Proms record is the best thing they did ever.
2: Right, or Connie Dungs, or Automatics, or, you know, blah, 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 blah. I mean, that's another thing, like, Mutant Pop is primarily known as a 7-inch label. I mean, I can't think of another label that got away with, you know, as popular as they are with putting out, you know, primarily 7-inches, and yeah. beating the shit out of those collector nerds. I mean, like, how many <laughs> <laughs> how many variants does that Dillinger 4 7-inch have?
1: Oh, I know. I never went for that, though. I didn't, I bought one copy, you know what I mean? What I got, I got. Right. So. I, yeah, I mean, yeah.
2: They're, they're not my cup of tea. I mean, but yeah, you know what I mean. Like Timber has yeah. down to a science.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. No, Ten- my favorites were definitely that. Yeah, probably the wannabes record, Sicko, and and Cletus, and that Moral Crux record's pretty great too. But yeah, it pretty much. God, there's a lot, I'm go- I'm just looking at the list and it's like there's a lot of good shit on there.
2: I know you're just knocking, you know, the, all the wind right out of my sails for one of my, uh, you know future picks there but um
1: yeah what do you got for number four
2: uh eccentric pop and that was hard i mean like this this top four especially i mean it's you know i mean we're we're getting into the heavyweights here in my opinion yeah and uh, i'm sure you could pick my top three out you know without putting much thought into it but fucking eccentric pop man i mean that's that's the best one of the best labels going right now i mean i can't stress that enough um You know, Dan Vapid in the cheats, fucking horror section, the putts. so forth i mean yeah that's it, that's one of the best labels go on yeah, i mean
1: i put him down a little lower i think basically because uh it's doesn't have the legendary status like mutant pop or you know the other label and he's not as active as the uh some of the newer stuff on my list even uh. though he's still active you know
2: yeah, nah, man, that dude can do no wrong, but wise. I mean, he could, you know, make one post a year, and that I'm, I'm sold. Man. Like, <laughs> I, I was number one on that Patreon list, like the first person to subscribe to that thing. And Travis will even tell you, like, I was like the first eccentric pop collector nerd, like from the beginning, like that the Parasites LP is what wrote me in, right? That nonstop power pop, and the uh the Seven is the the four way split that came out with it. I forget which one came first. It's been a while at this point, but uh yeah, that and then that uh the Sensibles, LP, and yeah, you know, Jetty Boys, and yeah, just fucking amazing. One of the best labels going, man. Lots of good
1: stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So my number four is Mom's Basement. Ah, get the fuck out of here, man. You know what? I, it sounds like a cocksucker thing to do, but no, it's it's. I mean, we're talking about the bubble. You go down the list, and it's like, goddamn, man. <laughs> I wanted to ask you something. The uh, the Passport series. Yeah. I mean, is that something that's you're going to keep doing, or is that just sort of...
2: No, it, it, it's... it's a, uh, I mean, I'm going to... It might slow down a little bit, but uh, Volume 5 is lined up, and Volume 6 is lined up. Um, nice. That's all I have right now. I mean, they, they'll come out, you know, eventually, in 2021, 2022, you know, whenever they come out. But, I mean, I uh, they're scorchers i mean like you, you know what's been released already like
1: yeah i know what's been released and i know one of them that's coming out
2: yeah i mean you know yeah so, so are... mean, you can verify that it's going to be a good one yeah, yeah yeah same with volume 6 like yeah um and you know back to the, i'm going to circle back to it's alive um that passport split uh, 7 in series i uh, that is an idea i took from it's alive um yeah, I came with, came with that idea from that uh, the Zadapex and the copyright split,
1: stolen from Adam.
2: Yeah, like many things, stolen from Adam, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's where I got that idea from. Yeah, so worst case scenario, you just blame that on Adam. That's why those things exist.
1: So, did you manage to keep like twenty copies of each one? And at five years from now, you're going to release a passport box set?
2: No, I mean I did. I've Thought of that and no, i fucked fuck up real bad so no, i kept you know a couple copies so maybe i can make like one or two box sets and throw them on ebay and let the you know the, the collectors duke it out
1: <laughs> yeah uh yeah man but no seriously you run a great label you're s- extremely active mm, um you you play this uh you've definitely introduced you know me and and lots of people to some great shit from italy and, um, yeah, I mean, the list here, not even what you have coming up, it's impressive, dude. I mean, what are you on right now? How many releases?
2: I'm, like, over 40 right now. Um Jesus. I have, you know, the, the Jasons and Black Russians split. That comes out in, like, two weeks. Uh, yeah. You heard it here, um November 20th, that'll come out. Um, uh, Going Places, LP, and, uh uh, you know, secret going places, other release coming out very soon. And, uh, you know, the co-release with one chord wonder that'll all be, you know, by the end of the year into January. And then after that, I mean like the, the floodgates are going to open, uh, come around springtime. I mean, we have a lot of shit coming up. Yeah. Uh, it'll take me well and in, well into the fifties there.
1: Nice. Yeah, man. But yeah, definitely. And uh, like I said before, it's cool that you, uh, you know, you've been around for five years now, or five and a half years, whatever it is, but... Yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, I, pre- I appreciate it. I mean, I, you know, I, I wouldn't put Mom's Basement above, you know, some of those other legendary labels that you've released, but, you know, I, you know, I appreciate it.
1: You know what I think it is, though? I mean, I put you over... People get pissed, but I put you over Mutant Pop because I think of the full lengths.
2: I mean, yeah.
1: Good. Dude, that Jagger Holly record's better than anything on Mutant Pop. Nah, you think? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I
2: mean, it, it is really good, I'm not going to lie to you. I but. mean, you're
1: going to put that up against any of the full lengths on Mutant Pop. I, it's not even close. <laughs> and I love that Dirt Bike Annie record, and right. what else is on there? You know, even the it, After School Special record's great, but yeah, I'd, I'd go Jagger all day.
2: Even that Seco, uh, br- a brief history of Seco? I don't know, man.
1: Yeah, because, you know, I have all that shit, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah so oh, i mean
2: man. uh i i you know, I, say, I don't know what to say other than thank you i keep yeah. saying it. thank you
1: <laughs> dude the livermore's record is better than anything on on mutant pop you know mega is yeah so anyways i could go on and on but um pop yeah punk. and you got and you got the wannabes full length and not him so
2: yeah fucking pop punk nerds and you're so fucking mad at you when they hear this
1: i know I, every week dude
2: you better get ready for the
1: fury bud because
2: here it comes
1: dude i already heard it about the goddamn descendants album so <laughs> yeah it doesn't end but you know what it's still fun yeah. yeah all right oh thanks man i appreciate that yep top three man what do you got uh Let's... this is
2: yeah stardom i mean yeah of course it goes uh, goes without saying what my top three is getting ready to be and yeah stardom you like Go go through that discography and tell me I'm wrong. I mean retarded window sill, um
1: <laughs> Mangies. Yeah, Ape, yeah apers.
2: Mangies and fucking all the apers shit. Uh yeah.
1: Bobsters, retarded and,
2: and even more so what he's doing these days. I mean he he's like, you know, just as relevant now as he was twenty years ago. Yeah,
1: he took a little break and I it wasn't for very long. But he came back this year, and it's like, holy shit, he's just punishing us, you know? Punishing our wallets. Yeah, absolutely, man. Jeff Palmer. I love that record. I can't talk enough about that thing. But uh, Lucy. (laughs)
3: Lucy.
2: How about the fucking local drags? That one caught me by surprise.
1: Yeah, me too, man. That's a great one. So good. Um, um of course the 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 Ghoulie stuff that he's he does. Ghoulie, uh, of course. Just did the team beat by Travolta's.
2: Yeah. yeah uh, then the two compilations that he's. Done, I mean, goddamn, yeah. fucking
1: flawless. Yeah, that twenty years thing is—it's really something special. That how he got that to come together, you know.
2: Right. Oh man. He's done tons of tons of great yeah, ones,
1: and and that he's my number two. Stardom's my number two okay. on the list. So, oh man, I mean, you could just go on and on. His his the packaging, the artwork. He just he just does a great job. He's a super nice guy. Yeah, nothing against you, but he's just the nicest label guy.
2: Oh, definitely, I, I fucking suck in comparison for sure. <laughs> uh, I'm about to fit the shiny shoes, but um. Yeah, yeah, Stefan's a saint, man. Like, it, like I've said it before. Like, I'll say it again. Like, he has, like, the best center labels in the business. i mean, <laughs> have
1: said that before.
2: Just the center labels. I mean, they're so, like, fucking aesthetically pleasing. Fucking so, start. I mean, I, 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 here's the 20 more years. Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. I, I traded with him in, like, 20 years ago when I started my other label, you know? We were trading back then, and he was nice, you know? Never right. had a bad dealing with him, ever. Well, of course, this year we kind of did, but that was just <laughs> shipping <laughs> shipping problems, you know?
2: We'll blame that on US, U.S.
1: customs, right? I don't know who to blame, but it sucked. Hey, oh. I got to tell you, I sent a package to Israel. No. Israel, huh? Where the fuck was it? Was it Israel? I can't remember where it was. It was somewhere over there, and Damn. yeah, it was about five months. I got it back.
2: Oh, it came back to you?
1: Yeah, Uh-oh. and... um it was it was just t-shirts luckily because the box man it was rough mangled <laughs> that box that box went to hell and back it was <laughs> it was partially open fucking ripped torn bent oh, yeah, yeah it was two t-shirts in an lp box so yeah. i got lucky there i guess but uh yeah the money got refunded like 3 months ago cuz the guy was kind of you know he was impatient
2: yeah, yeah so, i guess in international shipping it it needs to go quick during a pandemic for sure.
1: Oh yeah, I think we learned I, I, a lot, huh? I can dig it. I think uh, I think the lesson that I learned was if you order at the beginning of a pandemic, yeah. um don't order at the beginning of a pandemic because man, it took some of those took forever.
2: Yeah man like so many fucking horror stories i'm like (laughs) i I aged 10 years this year because of this stupid record label just with trade packages land man like fuck with monster zero and stardom and you know i I try to run you know a cool distro and shit like that but i mean like trust me when i say you know it's fucking hard to to justify that shit sometimes like
1: it's tough man
2: uh, aside from me being a collector nerd and i mean that's you know that's you know, an easy way for me to get all these amazing releases, you know, for cheap, selfishly. And other than that, I mean, like, dude, this, this shit is so fucked right now. Like, especially, you know, coming in is not so bad, but going out is fucking abysmal. Yeah. Maybe like, four or five months for shit to even be, like, released from customs before it <laughs> the tracker
1: overseas. I mean, this shit is crazy, man. No, uh, my, um, I'm still waiting for shit from Italy.
2: Oh, sure you are. That's yes. not
1: surprising. No um
2: i I sent you know monster zero a, a package back in uh in June, and uh I just got notification the other day that it cleared customs here in the United States this fucking wow. November yeah holy yeah. shit How about that he took that one hundred and sixty bucks it cost me to ship it real quick, didn't they
1: i think it's every a- every label guy has a story from this year yeah this shit has been a nightmare
2: so uh you know, buy all the Distro releases, um, please, and <laughs> buy them all from Nate and buy them all from Kevin. And, you know, we all, we, you yeah, uh, know, blood, sweat, and tears on them things, for sure.
1: All right, man. What's, uh, that was your number three, right? Stardom? Yes. Um, my number three is uh, it's Monster Zero. Okay. All the same reasons, man. I mean, Monster Zero, just from the from the moment they came out with with Mugwumps, you knew it was going to be something special. I mean, cool name, yeah, and 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 a great logo.
2: Yeah, dude, the, the Goomba alone. I mean, it's you know, neat how you know it all switches with each uh, band. You know, each band has their own little Goomba.
1: Yeah, it's it's awesome. It it's really, uh, I kind of relate it to like the Honest Don's thing
2: yeah yeah how, you know
1: like sure honest Don's canadian passport you know whatever else there was but um it's yeah. kind of like that but cooler um yeah it's right, it's yeah. something special
2: yeah i mean it's so many great bands i mean like what what do we fucking eat tough ratcliffe's oh.
1: You know this but he started another little label
2: Yeah, uh, the metal label
1: yeah the mosher zero
2: yeah yeah, yeah. that's all that i mean it's that's the, cool you know i know that, I, he's into like thrash and shit like that you know that's you know not yeah you know, I, I don't i'm not gonna say i hate it but you know it's not you know yeah it's not
1: my uh peak necessarily interest
2: necessarily my gig there but uh yeah it's cool i mean you know that's you
1: know i think it's cool that he he started something else that he, but he kind of kept it close with the with the zero part, Mosher Zero. Right. I mean, it's 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 cool. I'll give him some credit for that.
2: Yeah, fucking Kevin's a legend, man. Like, oh yeah, like, erase everything that both of those labels have done. I mean, you have like the Apers alone, like to me, like one of the most important bands in the past fucking twenty years. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, just that, and then of course, yeah, and now Monster Zero. I mean, he's right an important band, more probably yeah. more important label
2: you know going. yeah it's fucking it's definitely is one of the most important labels to me i mean like to have a fucking monster's hero tattoo i'm uh fairly smitten with his record label so uh yeah absolutely man like i at, at, you know i put him at number three two or one and i wouldn't be wrong right
1: uh probably wrong at number one but yeah yeah i know you, you know what i'm saying <laughs> all right what do you got for two then my two is Stardom. Already told you that. What do you think I have at number two? I, I'm gonna guess uh, something pop
2: <laughs> of, of the mutant persuasion. Yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Of course, man. Yeah,
2: it's fucking. And, uh, it's pretty obvious what our number one is. Um. Yeah, mutant pops. Like, it's you know important. It's important to you know to not just me, but a lot of people out there. You know, just what he's mm-hmm. done and all the cool bands and, you know, just like the whole uniformity of all of his releases. I mean, that's another label. It's it's aesthetically pleasing. I mean, you have all these other, including myself, like ripping off the mutant pop look, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, he did a really good job at that. Can you imagine writing something up for the back of a record on every single record? Right. Oh,
2: man. Things are coming out like crazy, too. Yeah, just how, how, like, influential this is mutant pop. Uh,
1: Just...
2: This is Waterslide. this
1: is you
2: know <laughs> SP. Every, other, every other record label that's done this thing by now you know it's it's yeah iconic
1: it yeah is. for sure and I mean his his biggest thing I mean other than mutant pop was was uh was the distro that that was a huge thing you know I mean he used to buy from me and he was like the only person that I'd ever paid really you know yeah and um he would buy 30 40 50 copies right away every yeah. record. And they pay you up front, write a check. Unbelievable. Nobody else did that.
2: Timbo was good for it, wasn't he?
1: Every time. And what the other thing that was cool is there was a mutant pop fest and it was on the other fucking side of the country from him. Yeah. <laughs> I never went to that, but that would have no. been cool. I think it was in Ohio, right? Warren, Ohio. Yeah. I, I think so, yeah. Um I've seen video from it until I got um
2: Yeah. Um Looking to like Timbo to this day, you know he like he had he's sitting on a fucking a treasure trove of records in his shoe store. Yep. And I mean, it took some serious convincing, but you know, uh, a couple years ago, uh, Matthew from uh, Something to Do and I spent several hundred dollars with Timbo, and we bought like a shit ton of Mutant Pop stuff. And Matthew's his shit's all in the store, but um, I'm really bad with money, so most of my shit's sitting in what I call the vault. So maybe uh one day I'll have a whole bunch of mutant pop shit for sale. Maybe. Or I might just sit on it, you know, and let it appreciate in value.
1: Yeah, Timbo told me he 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 had a bunch of stuff. Tons so. of stuff. It's crazy. Tons. Why, what's he keeping it for? I don't know. I don't know. He
2: likes holding his own records like he holds like he likes shoes, I guess, man. I don't know. The fucking what's it what's it the the the, sh- the shoe hutch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had to we had to cut a check to the shoe hutch to get the records. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's so crazy that we would know the name of the, of his shoe place.
2: Yeah, for well, sure. Yeah. That they're good. I mean, that that's you know. That being said, that's why he's my number two. I mean, just a legend.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's just it, when I think about it, it's just kind of funny that you know we were we were 20s, you know, early 20s. Maybe younger, and we paid so much attention to those those monthly catalogs. I think I read everything in there, you know, and uh, just learned so much about that guy. It's too bad that he just this doesn't have the interest anymore, because it yeah. seems like he could start it back up. I mean, I know he tried, and I think the market had kind of. I think his he wanted to run things the way that he was running them, you know, yeah. no PayPal except checks, you know. Yeah, time Since... moved on
2: setting cash in a well concealed envelope.
1: Those days are over, but I, I it seems like if he wanted to come back and changed his, you know, business model a little bit, he would he would be successful. Oh, absolutely. You know.
2: I would buy everything that he released enthusiastically and blindly buy everything that he releases.
1: So, uh, should we move on to our number one? I know we yeah, both have just, the same look, one.
2: Let's just talk about lookout and panic button real quick. Um what do you yeah. got?
1: <laughs> what do i got i mean the lookout catalog speaks what do you got there bud uh screeching weasel
2: <laughs> good, uh, enough said right
1: yeah i mean it doesn't end right. ghoulies mr t experience i Ivy, now be fucking green day then you think i mean just you put panic button in there with it and right. um and of course you know lillington's weasel moral crux yesterday's kids enemy you wannabes yeah, and yeah. eyeliners lookout yeah. was um i think lookout is like just that legendary benchmark that no one it'll never happen again yeah it's
2: yeah that that time has definitely came and went and yeah no, that... ne- never like you said man never again um just the importance of that label and just like punk rock in general i mean like it's reasonable to think that, like, without Lookout, you know, punk rock wouldn't have broken to the mainstream.
1: I, I, yeah. I mean, it's one of those. Dookie,
2: That that was, to to me, I mean, Dookie was, like, the, you know, the the breaking point into the mainstream. I mean, that's when, you know, you heard fucking Basket Case or Longview, you know, every 30 seconds on the radio back then, you know? Yeah. I was just, like, a a kid, you know? I was, like, fucking nine, ten years old when that came out. And I remember it. That was you know
1: my exposure to punk rock at an early age. You know, I said earlier that a lot of labels were kind of like in the scene, you know, and Lookout was very much. He in was. Their, he you was. Know, yeah, it was, and so many good bands came out of that area. But you know, I don't know how they attracted, you know, the screeching weasels and the and the queers, you know. But you know those bands, um, I don't know how they did that. But those—that's th- what made that label special. I think it wasn't the local, you know, the local bands, even though they were great. Green Day, Mr. T, you know, yeah, Um Yeah, sure. But I it mean, was the Weasels and the Queers and and the whatever else is that weren't from that area.
2: Next. Oh, absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, I
2: mean, to me, that—that's Lookout. It's not necessarily you know those early bands. I mean, Operation Ivy, you know, was, and Green Day were really important to the, you know yeah. to their years but, i mean he's fucking screeching weasel the riverdales like like you said i mean this is like everybody's top five favorite bands are on lookout yeah
1: yeah and really
2: I, like you're wrong like yeah, you know, like vermoon should be at number one and after that i mean like number two through ten should be on lookout
1: probably right uh
0: yeah probably.
1: i mean i hold screeching weasel to a much higher level i think than a lot of people you know yeah definitely. um they're, they're top five of all time for me, for sure. Yeah, because I got into Screeching Weasel before I got into the Ramones. So when, I mean, my introduction was my brain hurts. So that is that is the record for me.
2: Right. It's one of the most important albums of all time in punk rock. I mean, you know, our, our flavor of punk rock anyway, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, all the bands that, the records that we talk about the most, the queers and weasel, I mean, they all they were all huge records in, you know, but you think of the Green Day records that were on Lookout and the Operation Ivy record. Think how much money that those records made. Right. I mean, they put out so many other shitty records. You know, like the later oh, Lookout sh- shit.
2: Even some of the earlier stuff is shitty. Let's not get ourselves here.
1: Oh no, I've I I've, <laughs> You know, yeah. we did we did an early episode on Lookout, and I yeah we went through the ringer for it. Like <laughs> oh yeah, I don't like the first. Or the early Lookout stuff as much. You know, there's like the first 10 releases I don't give two shits about. Yeah, and the know. last 10 releases yeah. sucked ass too. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. that middle, yeah. mid 90s to late 90s time period that made that label so fucking good.
2: Yeah. The, the 90s for sure. Um, I to, like, where would quote unquote pop punk be without Lookout? Like,
1: I don't know, man. Yeah. I mean, look what happened to it without Lookout.
2: <laughs> to this shit. I mean, everybody knows that. I mean, you know, I'm not, you know, trying to keep regurgitating facts here, but everyone knows yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I think the most, when I think of Lookout, you know, I mean, besides all the imagery, all the cool shit they had, they had the cool posters, you know, that you stole, you know, that kind of stuff. But, I'm um, going
2: to be on them, too. Though.
1: Oh, yeah. Good luck. I mean, um, <laughs> I... I think that the Mr. T experience is just that band, you know, that when you think of Lookout, it's Mr. T, you know? Because they were there from the beginning, right? And they never left. All right. And, I mean, even their artwork, it went along with the Lookout the artwork, you know? They seemed like the house band.
3: Last time I listened to you Oh, well, I almost if you said, but it hasn't happened yet and when i look at your picture
1: records did they put out, you think? 300? Was it 300-something? 315 or something?
2: It was well into the 200s for sure. Um, let's, I'm gonna hop on Discogs real quick. I mean, it's gonna be a fucking crap shot here, but...
1: you Yeah, I, I think I've tried that before. They don't go in order or anything, but when you think of the, the bigger bands that they put out, like, even the Donnas, I mean... All right. They, they did a fucking Kiss record. All right. I mean, that that is... I can't even... Can you imagine that? I can't wrap my head around that. How big Kiss is, that shit, and how they how they got that licensing deal done.
2: So I'm on I'm on this card right now, looking at it, and it says one of 620. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean that's nowhere near. That's you know, comps
1: and shit, that's, and that's, that's
2: near the truth, obviously. But no. I'm like 600. I mean, if,
1: you, if it's a third of that, like, damn. You know what? Because I think some of that stuff, like, they put the cassette out, and I think they might have those listed separate. Sure. Yeah,
2: somebody needs to go through and, you know, tidy this thing up for sure. But, uh, yeah,
1: just... I wish there was. It's hard to find, but I've seen it before, the uh, the actual complete discography of Lookout. Somebody sent it to me once, and it was after the show was on, and we asked for it, and somebody sent it to me, and it was just a list. And I had it.
2: I think there's, there's the one of those PPMB boys has uh, the the comprehensive lookout list there.
1: Um, hmm. Well, I'm not gonna go over there and ask for it, but
2: why not? Um, if
1: any, <laughs> if anyone has it, you know, it's 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 pretty cool. I mean, when you when you actually look at the list, there's so much good shit. You know, I mean, there's a lot of bad shit too, but the good shit kind of outweighs it.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, so.
1: I saw somebody posted. It might have been the in the Lookout group. I'm not sure, but um, if Lookout came back, yeah. Okay. What is a What is a band? What's the first band that would be out? You know, right. And and I mean, it was like you know, everybody was naming their own band or whatever, and it was like,
2: and ninety percent of those jerks, like, yeah, I got you. I mean, really, if you want to answer that question truthfully, like, how many of the eccentric pop bands would Lookout
1: steal? Right. Uh, at least one of them horror section dan vapid. <laughs> dan dan vapid you would assume
2: yeah like any three of those bands like
1: yeah but i don't want lookout to come back i mean that would just be fucking terrible i mean it ended bad you think they're gonna start up and they're gonna do our shit again no they they it'd be terrible no
2: i mean look at how it was at the end there i mean like i'm still on i'm still on Discogs. we can talk about it <laughs> it sucked
1: yeah i mean some of that shit i I don't even know i've never heard it you know i mean i've heard some of it you know like the orange band or whatever like what is that you know
2: that's that's in fact jason v's favorite band next time you talk to him (laughs) ask him how much he loves orange band on lookout records there at the end and how great they are he'll tell you i mean he's very passionate about that band you know it's it's admirable
1: I know he doesn't like that band. He loves that band. I like know it. he doesn't like them because of the name, I bet. Yeah, he's he's very, very choosy, isn't he? He's a name guy. If he doesn't <laughs> like the name.
2: Yeah, cho- choosy Jason's choose Jeff for sure, and he doesn't like that. <laughs> like, I had, to, like, I essentially had to beg him into checking out, like, some of the fucking, like, the bands that, you know, we worship. And he's like, no, I just, I don't like that band name. It's fucking stupid. But I'm yeah. not, they're going to remain nameless, but, you know. Yeah, he's he's very choosy.
1: Yeah, he did that for one of my favorite bands. He won't even give him a chance.
2: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so that's fine. All right, man. Well, what about some honorable mentions? You got any?
2: Uh, yes, yes, I do. Um, fucking dumb records out of Japan. Good. All right.
1: Like not dumb.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like the. I mean, just even the best of that, like CDs that they put out. I mean, you know, These whatever. Are cool. Like. Yeah, it's fucking uh, D Cracks, Apers. Uh, I'm sure I'm saying the name of this band wrong, but
1: uh, P- Price Dweefkis. Dude, I, It's it's been a mystery since the first time I saw that band. Dude, get fucking saw that Kevin, band's name.
2: Get Kevin Aper on the fan. I mean,
1: um, some... Heather told me how to pronounce it once, and I don't know how to say it. I can't do it. Get Heather on the fan.
4: <laughs> Hi, guys. The name of the band you're looking for is Price Dweefkis. Stoma idiota. Bye.
2: Yeah, I mean, dude, fucking Socho Pistons alone, I mean, goddamn, dude, it's like fucking NASA's like probably the best, like, Ramones, Corb, slash pop punk, whatever you want to call this shit, drummer. Oh, yeah. Period. He's a fucking, he sounds like a drum machine.
1: He, uh, he would have been in the Ramones had they been around.
2: He's a drum machine of fucking ungodly-like talent. Uh... Yeah, it's fucking dumb. Uh, what, what do you have?
1: Well, I'm gonna. The last time we did this, this label was on my list, and I took them off. Ons. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ons was cool because Riverdale's, Chicks Dig It, Teen Idols, Muffs, Big in Japan, Squirt Gun, J Church, great records, right? Great bands. Right. Yeah. But it really, the more I thought about it, is it didn't feel, it didn't feel so much like a label as it, it felt like a tax write-off hmm you know i mean he got the sign it's like if you really like these fans, just put them on fat you don't need yeah. a side label you know just have you know nah. lookout had different shit everything wasn't screeching weasel you know
2: no the skate punks were gonna weren't gonna have that shit man like you know this shit's all clicky and i know but with the I, business, you? and that's exactly what that is i mean you know they weren't gonna fit in with your no use for names and your lag wagons so he had Honest on. I mean, to me, I mean that's like the best things that he's ever done was on Honest On. Oh yeah, for sure. But I think just, just it, repeat that list of bands you just said right there, and you know, quote me there. Like, yeah, that's the best thing that that, that he's ever done. Like,
1: yeah, but I think it would have been better for the bands had they weren't on this fucking stepping stone to Fat. They just would yeah, Teen were. Idols would have been fine on Fat, right? You know, no. I mean, Muffs. those i mean i get it i mean the guy who loves you know the douchebag who loves fucking leg wagon he's not going to be into the muffs necessarily right you know and vice versa but you can listen to shit before you buy it you know being on fat just gets you in more places you know the muffs didn't need that you know
2: or even back then just buy one of the five dollar comps you know pre-internet
1: yeah yeah exactly um but, yeah, I mean, that it sucks because I know those those bands that put out records on Honest Ons, can't, they can't get them back now. Yeah. I know of two of the bands that are that have tried, and they just can't, so.
2: All right. Well, I mean, what are you going to do? They don't have a, that sort of money now. Yeah. He's going to litigate the fuck out of you. <laughs> he's going to litigate your brains out, bud. What, what are you going to do?
1: Yeah, so. so that's why I took it off the list. Great, Great. records. Grab a OG
2: copy and hold on to it dearly.
1: Yeah. Not so great label. You got another one? Uh uh yeah, Screaming Apple out of Germany.
2: Good one. Just on the fucking just the Travoltas and the Yum yums alone. Yum yums, yep.
1: shredder records of course so shredder probably would have made the list had they just done a little bit more i guess i mean uh my introduction to shredder was uh, uh jawbreaker mm-hmm. unfun got that um and, and punchlines
2: how many parasites? seven inches do you think they pressed um
1: i don't know 10, I, 10, 10, 10
2: million, 20 million he put mm-hmm. out a
1: lot man if you ask dave it's probably in the millions yeah like ask it, mel it's probably in the thousands yeah i'm <laughs> just kidding <laughs>
2: uh no nah, man like it's that's back when you know vinyl would sell and i mean i know like some of those parasite seven inches like have some like crazy numbers i know and uh yeah
1: yeah most definitely fucking shredder is yeah classic those uh those worlds and shred comps right. uh the, the bill mcracken record oh my god yeah some great stuff man mcrackens yeah what else you got uh, cold front. Yep, it's a good one. All right, going places, right? Yeah, that that record is good.
2: Fucking vindictives, hypnopunko. I mean, that's pretty much the end of the story for me.
1: Is that is that your favorite? That's not your favorite. Uh, vindictives record though, is it?
2: No, but like if the vindictives are one of my favorite bands, I mean, like that's you know case in point, game set match, vindictives. Yeah, that, that's you know you can go through all their other amazing releases, but.
1: Yeah, you know, that that's where I stopped justifying my choice. Yeah, uh, Moral Crooks for me. They re-released that uh, I was a teenage teenager thing. Right, sloppy seconds, Travoltas. But yep, I, mean, I keep going. Like, but yeah. Did you yeah. ever? Uh, did you ever hear that All Systems Go record? I don't know if that's something that you'd like too much. It's kind of in that big drill car all kind of sound. No, no that's a cool I've, record. Never heard it. That was a cool record. I like that one. Um, and another label that did. Put out a McRackens record. <laughs> I think everybody put out a McRackens record. You should, too. I would probably put out a McCracken's record. Everything, I like the McCracken's, man.
2: Everything will be right with the world.
1: Um, how about Johan's face? Yeah. I mean, I like that label. I mean, I I like the Smoking Popes. Uh, Put out the Cletus full length, some Zoinks, the Strike, Sludgeworth. Right. Yeah. Cool label out of Chicago. Yeah, you should
2: just fucking Sludgeworth. You said it, Sludgeworth. Like...
1: Yeah. They had some weird shit though too. They did some weird kind of more, I don't know, indie rock shit that I didn't really didn't gravitate to.
2: Yeah, you had me at Cletus and Sludgeworth. Like <laughs> I'm going to hop on Discogs and like, see what what else I'm missing out on here. I'm not, you know, super
1: familiar with this label. I you know, I know of it obviously, but a lot of Chicago shit like I uh, they put out the first Alkaline Trio 7-inch. Leonard's Enards. Um the Traders. Um Yeah. How about uh, trying to think of other labels? Doctor Strange, man. I I told you about that last time, that kind of legendary label, you know? Maybe right. not stuff that I still listen to a ton, but, um, yeah, I mean, Sinkhole was a cool band. Uh, Bull Weevil's Rhythm Collision had that... Ah, man, that was a great record they put out. Uh, man, face... Didn't they do, like, a bunch of
2: gutter mouth shit?
1: Uh, I think so. I never liked that band.
2: Right, right.
1: But yeah. um, yeah, he still has. I don't know if you've ever seen his uh like night. I don't know if they're every night, but he does them a bunch where he's just like slinging records on the internet from his store. Yeah, yeah he's a, he's an entertaining dude. Um, yeah, it's like cowbells and car horns going off and shit. Yeah. I don't understand what's happening, but
2: yeah, he has like uh. Speaking of great distros, man, he he you can find some shit there on their website. So I've gotten all sorts of shit over there. Like over the years, like, I've got like a couple fastbacks with LPs. Uh, I think I got, like. Misfits 12 hits from hell off there. Crimp shrine reissue. Uh like fi- recently I got like a fifteen reissue
1: off there. Yeah, he has some shit. I'll have to check it out. I hear a, i hear a kid crying. What's going on?
2: That's a cat. She uh
1: oh. She caught a a t- Yeah, she's showing off cause she caught one of her toys. Jeez. Is that the mom's basement cat? Yeah,
2: that's the fucking office cat. She hunted and caught one of her toys. And now she's being really loud and obnoxious to make sure that we knew that she caught that toy. <laughs> it's a daily occurrence. And uh, honestly, it, uh, it never gets old. Um, I love it. Not, yeah. It, it never gets old while you're trying
1: to sleep. Um. My mom used to have... Uh, so uh, this was way, way back when, 30 years ago. She for, for Christmas, she got a dog. Like she went to a rescue and got a dog, and I went with her. I didn't live with my mom. I lived here. My mom was in Madison, but um, I went with her, and we go to this house, and there's all kinds of dogs running around, having fun, and then there's this one other dog sitting in the corner, you know? And my mom gets that dog, and it's blind. (laughs) Okay. And it it ended up being a great dog, but my mom lived in this apartment with hardwood floors, (laughs) so you could bounce. You threw a You'd throw a tennis ball across the floor and the dog would find it off sound and smell. So it might, that it might it might oh. take a few minutes.
2: <laughs> that that dog essentially was a bad, huh?
1: Yeah. So I would to fuck with the dog, of course, I would bounce the ball, catch it. Oh. And that dog would walk around and it would run into everything. You know, the table, the couch, the walls. You could hear it. Well, in the middle of the night, <laughs> you'd hear this. I don't know why the dog, but w- was up, but you would hear it just smash into a wall, and its forehead was uh, like like there was no hair there. It had hit things so often that it was just too dumb, you know. I mean, it wasn't dumb; it was just blind, you know.
2: That makes me a terrible person for laughing, but his head was permanently dented in, huh? Um,
1: yeah, I mean, it was funny, but I mean, I felt bad. I'm not a complete asshole. I did feel bad for the dog, but yeah, yeah. But every night, man. That's
2: fucked. My uh, my mom had these two little like miniature pinchers. Um, they, these things are mean as fucking rattlesnakes. I mean, they, they bit me once a day, every day for years. And, you know, eventually, you know, the ravages of time caught up to them. And one of them went blind. And for whatever, like, it always enjoyed barking out of the back door, you know, at nothing as those little asshole dogs do. Just barking at nothing. like Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, for whatever reason, I guess, you know, just from muscle memory, it learned, you know, it went blind and learned where this door was. So it would be standing a couple feet to the left of the door, like at the wall, like going absolutely ape shit, like trying to attack whatever is outside. Like it would be like fucking drywall, just trying to tear it to pieces, like trying to eat its ankles up the steps like it used to do me. And yeah. Hmm. That, yeah, that, that's funny, but at the same time, you know, kind of like sad. You know, you feel bad for her. Yeah, that dog is a fucking asshole, man. It <laughs> tore my legs to pieces for a long time.
1: <laughs> yeah, we do, we have uh, two dogs, and I don't like either one of them. But one of them's good. One of them's one of them is that asshole dog. Anything, any movement, any sound, it's got to just completely overreact.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh,
1: it, but it watches TV, and if it sees a dog on TV, it completely loses his fucking mind. He'll run. Our TV is on, obviously, it's got a wall behind it. Well, the, the other side of that wall is a hallway. The fucking dog goes back there like, like it's behind it or something, you know?
2: Going yeah, yeah. in for the sneak attack, huh?
1: Yeah, it's, it's, the dog is completely out of control. So the other dog barks, but only when... Only when there's actually something there, like outside, you know. Yeah. But.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. It's funny and, dogs
2: are, man. we, <laughs> we have this dog now, you know, Trisha and I. Her it's her dog named Emma, and this thing is so fucking weird. I mean, like it's like <laughs> it's, it's like it's perpetually stressed out about everything. I mean, it's it's always like scared of everything, and its eyes are like bugging out of its head. It's like some like weird. <laughs> Yellow LA Lab and moron mix, and it uh, that dog's funniest shit, man. It is it makes all these weird noises, and it's always like scratching its ass on the furniture inside. Oh. It's it's a it's like a fucking a comic book character. <laughs> yeah, you should meet her sometime, man. Like, just fucking, <laughs> yeah, she's something. Her name's Emma, and she's uh, she's she's gifted for sure.
1: Yeah, man. Fun list though. Yeah,
2: yeah, we got kind of off topic
1: there, huh? That's all right. I I get off topic too easily.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was definitely cool. I mean, I'm always happy to nerd out about you know my favorite labels releasing my favorite albums. Like,
1: yeah, I just yeah, it's it's just something that I don't think a lot of people like to talk about. You know, like labels. You know, you're not just going to sit around with the average guy and just shoot shit about punk rock labels. But it's right. just it's just something that I've always done. I've always had an interest in that.
2: I, I think it's you know like it's it's especially relevant within the punk rock scene. too. yeah, oh yeah, more so than any other genre of music that you know I've you know had any you know experience in there. I mean, I guess like metal like a little bit, but yeah, definitely in punk rock. I mean, like labels are you know everything.
1: Yeah. See, I don't know it. I, I assume there's metal guys that are like this too, and the only th- the, the only other thing I know is like, you know, like the old-time shit, like Sun Records and Motown and stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Other
1: than that, I mean, nobody cared what label, you know, Dokken was on, do they? I mean, Jason V does, but you know. Yeah, he bought some shit. Yeah, but I mean, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't think that wasn't a big deal, but with like our shit, I mean, anytime I mention something's coming out, hey, there's a record by so-and-so, and Everybody always says. Everybody says. Wow, what label? Who's putting it out? You know, right? That's yeah, like,
2: that's cool, man. I mean, it's like, yeah, you know, as somebody who runs a, a label, I mean, that's that means a lot. You know, just to even just see somebody, you know, mentioning that, you know, Mom's Basement Records or Hey Pizza Records is releasing this record. You know, it's cool. It's, you know, i You know, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool to be included in that conversation. You know, because it should. Certainly cost a lot of money and blood, sweat, and aggravation. So
1: Yep. So Yeah, man. Well, fun fun times here. Um it's getting a little long tonight, so
2: Yeah, shit's spiraling out of control quickly.
1: Yeah, yeah. So what are you gonna do the rest of the night?
2: Oh man, get Drink? drunk and get drunk and fall asleep. Yeah. You know.
1: How late do you think you stay up on a night like tonight?
2: I don't know, I'd probably fall asleep about two, three hours ago. I'm, uh, you know, getting getting up there and you know, getting all crotchety and <laughs> get off my lawn and stuff and old, escape on the sidewalk. Old but, man, uh,
1: profit's gonna get you.
2: Yeah, you know, oh, old man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna head home and probably watch a little TV and uh, stay up too late and then I got to get up early and go to work, but. Oh man, I'm sorry. Yeah, I work every weekend, dude, lately. Just I, I'm so far behind at work that it's I don't even know what to do at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's it's been pretty bad though.
2: Yeah, you're a machine, man. Hang in there.
1: Yeah. Hey. I did uh you know, I did an overnight this week just two days ago. And yeah, you uh, messed. Up. Yeah, it was I it ended up being a twenty seven hour work day.
2: You did that on purpose, didn't you?
1: Uh, no, that's just the way it works out. I do like, I do like seven to four, you know, like I wake up, go to work seven to four, come home, you know, eat with the kids, you know, put miles to bed, you know, whatever, go back at 10 and then work till like four or five the next day. Yikes. And it turns out to be 27 hours every time. I'm hoping that by the end of the year, it's, it's back to normal, you know, 40 hours, 40, 50 hours. Yeah. You know, it would make uh the podcast a lot easier for me. I, I couldn't imagine, man. Yeah you're a
2: fucking saint for doing what you do.
1: <laughs> Not quite, but yeah, man. But uh thanks for hanging out and uh, of course thanks I'm, gonna, for having me. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you come back more often.
2: Whenever, man. It's you know, it's my pleasure.
1: Yeah, this this has become uh uh like mom's basement podcast almost lately with the with the Jasons and going places and yeah whatever else is next I'm I'll talk about I'm sure so
2: hey man I I, you know I appreciate the support and it it means a lot and you know all the listeners and stuff you know thank you guys you know I know a lot of you guys support the label and you know it's you guys are what you know makes it worthwhile god knows I'm not paying the bills off punk rock so (laughs) (laughs) keep it up I appreciate it
1: all right, John, well, uh, go get drunk, and uh, don't stay up too late, and have a good weekend.
2: All right, man, you to, you know, good talking to you. All right, see you, dude. Goodbye! Yeah.